Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to the Scarsdale Public Library's newest podcast, Becoming. Every couple of weeks or so, we should have a new episode discussing who our guest is, what their life is like, and especially what their career and jobs entail. Today, we are here with Sheila Chari, author, teacher, and mom. She resides here in Scarsdale, and she's written five books, including the more recent Mars Patel series. So, Ms. Chari, let's get started. Could you tell us a little bit about your books? Sure. Um, thank you for having me on your podcast. And um, you did a great job introducing me. Um, I'm mostly a mystery author. I have um, two standalone mysteries, and one is set in Dobbs Ferry called Finding Mighty. And then I'm also the author of the Mars Patel series, um, which is a sci-fi mystery series. And I have a short story in the Super Puzzle-tastic Mysteries anthology edited by Chris Grabenstein, and that's really fun if anybody wants to read uh, short stories. And um, I have a book coming out next year in spring called Karthik Delivers, and that's a humorous contemporary novel for middle school. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay, so when did you realize you first wanted to be a writer? Was it a result of being a teacher? I actually wanted to teach. I wanted to write ever since I was in third grade, um, but I wanted to do lots of other things. So that was sort of where I started. And then by the time I went to college, I thought I would be a musician. I thought I would be an anthropologist. Hmm. I ended up studying economics, and then I didn't do anything with that. Uh, by that, by the time I graduated from college, I wanted to go back and, and, and be a writer. I, I went back to that idea and I took a few classes in college and then I did an MFA in creative writing, which mm -hmm. is a special uh, master of fine arts degree in the performance arts and in writing. And that was sort of when I became serious and decided that this was going to be my career. Wow, okay. So where do you get your information or ideas for your books? That's a really good question. I usually ask questions about the world around me. So like Finding Mighty actually started because of a graffiti tag that I saw on the Hutchinson Parkway. And it, it said Omar. And I was wondering, well, who, who made this graffiti tag and why? And I came up with this whole mystery. But it's usually asking questions and looking at my own world and trying to think of a mysterious answer for everyday questions that we have. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so a lot of authors have a distinct writing style or quirk. What would you say is yours? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I think that I'm funny in my own way, <laughs> but I don't know if I'm actually funny or if it's just that, you know, <laughs> how do you know for funny? But it's just a lot of the humor is from being around my children and mm -hmm. we come up with ideas and stories and inside jokes. So I think a lot of my humor comes from there. Um, I, I like... I like to write mysteries, but I'm not a mystery person either. I like, <laughs> so that's maybe quirky. I like the... All, are your, all your five books are mystery books, right? So far, but the yeah. book next year uh, is not a mystery, and it took me 12 years to write. So oh, wow. it took me about the same length of time that I wrote all these mysteries. 
And I think it's because when I sit where when I used to sit down to write, I didn't have a good sense of plot. I thought a lot about my characters. And then I had trouble coming up with the spine of the story, how to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And then I started writing this mystery novel, Vanished, which is my first novel. And that was for my niece, who's all grown up, but she was eight years old at the time. And she loved Harry Potter. And so I thought I would just do something fun for her. And that's when I started writing a mystery, because I thought she'd be interested. And it was a really nice structure in which to tell a story. I knew what was going to happen next. Mm -hmm. um, so that has helped me in my writing and I now do believe that all stories are mysteries you know either it's like in the genre of mystery or not but your readers are turning the page to find out what's going to happen next and so as a writer you want to you want to control that you want to sort of you want to think about what you want to reveal to your writer uh, to your reader as you're writing so wow that's really cool yeah. I never thought about that Okay, um, so I know you just mentioned that it took you like 12 years to write your newest, your coming out book, but um, were you working, so you were working on these five books on this, at the same time as this new one that's coming out? Yeah, yeah, actually there was a point where I was working on two books at the same time and I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> it was really stressful, um, but that's just the way it turned out. Um, I had signed on to do the Mars Patel series and then during the pandemic, I finished the the book that's coming out next year, Karthik Delivers, and so it was ready, Like, and I wanted yeah. to sell it. I didn't want to wait anymore, and so I ended up selling it last summer during the height of the pandemic, <laughs> which I'm really proud of, the fact yeah. that I was able to do that, but it has been a lot of extra work also because I started a new teaching job mm -hmm. kind of around the same time, so it's been... A big whirlwind of experiences for me and all really good but it's been a lot of work yeah that actually brings us to our next question is it hard to balance your writing your like your your side job with your teaching job yeah um, I just started teaching at Vermont College of the Fine Arts um, or VCFA for short mm -hmm. and they have the oldest MFA program for writing specifically for children and young adults um, so it's a fantastic program, and you you work with graduate students, and you really mentor them during the semester. Um, so it was a huge learning curve, and the work is there, which is you know reading their work and responding to them and mentoring them, but also like having space to think about your own work because you're immersed in your students' mm -hmm. stories and projects, and so you have to kind of create enough space for your own creative ideas so yeah. that's that's a little bit of a mm -hmm. juggle to do so you work virtually for this job or it's actually a low residency program which means that once a semester for 10 days everybody convenes on campus in uh -huh. Vermont the faculty fly in the students fly in and it's 10 days of workshops and presentations and it's supposed to be really wonderful but because <laughs> of COVID um, it's all been virtual so I have not I... been to campus yet and neither have some of the students. So we're all we're all waiting for the day when we can mm -hmm. go back to normal. Yeah, sounds great. Okay, um, so this is a pretty broad question, but how do books get published? If a kid or myself were to be interested in doing such, how would we get started? Okay, well, that the answer to that has evolved. Um, 
if you're going to self-publish a title, I am not as familiar with that experience, so that's something uh, you would have to research, but there are several companies that do that, um, including Amazon and other companies, uh, and I'm not going to talk too much about that because I haven't done it myself. Mm -hmm. If you want to go the traditional route, which is, um, and it's not that one is better than the other, but if you want to go the traditional route, which means um, a publisher publishes and more importantly distributes your work, then it's a really long process. <laughs> um, so the first thing is to write a really good piece of work. <laughs> and that sounds, um, that sounds obvious, but it actually takes a lot of time to, to perfect your craft and find your voice. And you really only do that by writing as much as you can and reading as much as you can. It took me 10 years to do that, which is, I've read somewhere sort of the average that it takes to um, start writing and then have something that's ready to send out. But once you're at that stage where you have a manuscript, um, it might be a short story. A short story is a really good place to start because there is a really, um, varied market for short stories. You can send it to small presses, you can send it to um, college presses. Um, one of the more popular famous ones is like the New Yorker, so there's like a wide mm -hmm. spectrum. And if you go online, you can find those sources. I'm kind of old school, so there's a print book called, um, I don't remember the exact title, but it's like the short story market. Um, you can find it in Barnes and Barnes and Noble, and then you get a you get a list of all the places you can submit your short story. If you're wanting to submit something longer, then you might want to think about uh, going through an agent, and that also requires research. You want to find an agent that matches your work. So the best one good place to start is to look at the books that you really love, and look in the acknowledgments in children's and young adult books authors traditionally and i'm not sure why this is the case but they in the acknowledgement section they list their agent and and all the people that they want to thank a lot of adult novels don't have an acknowledgement section i'm not sure why <laughs> but you can you can find out that information so yeah. if there's a book or set of books that you really love find out who's representing them find out the publisher look at their titles and see if that matches so there's a lot of homework involved, and it's this it feels like a really long answer, but it, it does it does take this much time. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good idea to go to conferences so you can meet editors. Sometimes editors will open up their submissions to unagented submissions, which means you don't have to go through an agent. You can meet other you can meet agents at conferences, and most of all, you can meet other writers that you can work with because yeah, collaborate. They're the people that will yeah. help you to really write something polished. So that's probably a really yeah, long answer. Thanks, so, right? It does thorough. take it does take quite a bit of time to just learn all that stuff. Yeah, and this is another slightly long question, but um, do you have like some suggestions that helped you become like a better writer? Oh, um, like just like. Little, like broad things. Sure. I think for me, I was writing stories by myself in college. At that time, I hadn't really thought yet about what I was planning to do. And I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting very far with my stories. 
And then I took a class on the development of the short story and it really opened my eyes to the form and I didn't understand what was already out there. So I, I know people say read, 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 but it's really important to read because you are writing to, you're in a conversation with people who've already written. And so you need to know what's been done before you. Mm -hmm. um, even if you're not going to write like that, even if you're going to reject all of that, you need to know what you're rejecting first before you do. So yeah, um, that was a big eye opener for me. Okay. I think being in a writing program or being in a writing community really helps. Yeah. Um, it makes you feel less alone and uh, it's nice to get feedback. And share your struggles with other Especially writers. when you're doing something good, you want people to tell you that there's mm -hmm. something that's working. Okay, and then this is something I was personally curious about. So what do you do when you get writer's block? And for all the listeners, writer's block is when you're, you're like unable to have like new ideas or you can't think about what you're going to write next in your story. I think you just have to write through it. That's <laughs> me personally. Um, I think it's just having a routine and showing up if it's like I write every day or I try to um, it's not always possible but when I'm in the middle of a project I try to write every day who's discipline um, the discipline but you know there are other ways to get inspired there's a really famous book called the artist's way by Julia Cameron and in it she talks about filling the well and so if you are feeling blocked then you need to nurture your creative side and you can't do that unless you're opening yourself up to experiences like and and she actually says make a date with yourself and go wherever you need like go to the museum or go to a concert like but to set aside time where you're actively doing that by yourself mm -hmm. um, self-reflecting yeah and then the last thing she suggests and I think this is a good idea that she she suggests doing the morning pages which is that every morning you wake up and for 20 minutes you write mm -hmm. and sometimes you have nothing to write so you could just write the same word over and over and over again <laughs> but at some point you're going to break through that and have something to say and if you do that on a consistent basis you'll you'll start to find something cool thank you um so do you hear from your readers or fans much yeah um I get emails and the the book that I've gotten the most emails on is Vanished and I think it was because uh, nobody had written a mystery about that instrument um, and it's it's called a veena and it's from India and it's from a very ancient tradition of music and I think there had been no mysteries about mm -hmm. kids who play this instrument so I got a lot of I got a lot of fan mail for that um, I get fan mail for other things too, but nowadays, like, I'll get it in Instagram or I'll get it on social media mm -hmm. and less through email. I've noticed yeah. that there's been a shift or I'll have a comment on a book trailer. Um, yeah, so, and they're fun. They're really fun. Too. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what does your family think of your writing? Were you ever afraid you wouldn't get, like, a positive response? <laughs> um... That's a good question. I guess when I first started off, my parents were alarmed at the idea that I wanted to be a writer because they didn't really know what that meant. Mm -hmm. And obviously they were worried, would I get a job and all that. And then I think over time as I showed that I was serious and you know, I did work as a technical writer for some time, 
I think their worries quieted down. And then, of course, I started publishing. Um, so they kind of shifted their, their opinion, and now they're very supportive. My family, like my kids and my husband, have always known that I was a writer. So mm -hmm. it was never like a surprise for them. So it's just been something that they associate with me, yeah. and it's just a normal thing that's part of our household. So, do you ever like run your books by like your daughter or like oh, do they, they read them before you? Publish? Yeah, yeah. Like um, vanished. They were young, and so I read the first the, the advanced reader copy, which is like a a soft cover version that goes out before it's published. I read that to my daughter who's now 18. I read that out loud to her. But the other ones, you know, they I've read chapters and I've asked them questions while I'm writing it. Mm -hmm. Um Mars Patel has a lot of texting, so <laughs> I showed that to my she's 13 um and she was like, "No, no, no, no. Like they don't nobody texts that way." So I had to I had to get her input on how to text like mm -hmm. kids now. That's fun. But yeah, I, I share stuff with them. Um, the super puzzle-tastic short story, I shared the whole story. We went to Key West where it's set, so they've seen, that's the other part, they've seen the places that I'm writing about, so um, it's also part of their life. So, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, okay, and this is a bit of a funny question, but as a mother, you're not supposed to have like a favorite child. And since you've <laughs> written five books, do you have a favorite book? Um, I, I really do like all of them for different reasons. I like Vanished because it was my first book. Mm -hmm. And I like Finding Mighty because it's set here where I live. But maybe the book that's coming out next year is, I don't want to say my favorite, but it's been the most meaningful to me because I spent so many years and I couldn't publish it right away because it just wasn't good enough. I had to learn how to write that kind of a novel, and it took me 12 years to figure it out. So, yeah, um, yeah it's like my third child. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's funny. Okay, and then um, your books are mainly considered children's stories. Would you ever consider writing like an adult book? Uh, yeah, sure, I would, I think, someday. Um, I'm not sure when, but I think there is a part of me that thinks when my children have all grown up, um, maybe there'll be a space that I'll want to explore. I started off writing for adults when I was in graduate school, so that voice is still there somewhere inside yeah. my head. So yeah, I, th I think I might consider that. But right now I'm happy writing for children. Yeah. Okay, so my last question is, what was one of the most surprising things you learned not only about yourself, but also like the world around you when creating your books? Oh, wow. Yeah, that <laughs> big question. the hardest question. What surprised me? Is saving the best for last. Um, I don't know if it's a surprise, but I, I really like teaching. And I, my dad was a professor before he retired. And so I think for a long time, I wanted to be a professor. I didn't know exactly what that meant. And then when I decided I was gonna be a writer, I was like, oh, well, I'm not gonna to get to teach because you don't hear about professors of creative writing, or if you do, they're very far and um, few in between. And then I am now teaching uh, in, in a master's program, and I love it. And I think um, it's really made me see m myself outside of just my own ideas and. It's a nice way of stepping out of myself and 
and interacting with people. So that has been one, one really nice surprise that I didn't expect that I would get to teach. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, thanks, listeners, for tuning in. I will see you all in a few weeks, hopefully, with another episode. And thank you for your time today. Thank you.